What's going on world? Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Michael Serial Sensei Williams, and this is the very first episode slash edition of Road to the Oddball Chronicles. And this will be a series of audio podcasts that I will be releasing throughout the upcoming weeks. Um, I'm using this as a bit of a promo run slash information that I would like to share just leading up to the release of my book. Um, This has been a process I've been working on since about 2013, 2014-ish. So it has taken me literally years of time and and effort and dealing with life along the way to to make it to this point so i just wanted to use these episodes like i said to uh, promote my book and also just share ideas and things that i've learned along the way so this is kind of dedicated to not just writers anyone who's a creative in general Um, I, i think this will be hopefully something that you can pull from a lot of these thoughts and ideas and topics are things i wish someone would have pulled me uh pulled me aside to a while back and maybe let me know about <laughs> so that I would have been aware of what exactly I was getting myself into because the the process of of writing a book and trying to be a creative in general and a content creator has been an experience to say the least and <laughs> there's a lot of of information to be shared um so I'm hoping to kind of just provide that um for people and of course like i said gotta give some kind of promo to my book um as far as the oddball chronicles goes um a lot of these prior episodes uh leading up to my final episode will be me just sharing like general thoughts and ideas like i said of things i've learned along the way and by the time we get to the last part of this series um specifically i'll probably put it on the very last episode which hopefully this probably won't be more than five or six episodes but the last episode i'll uh, introduce the artwork i'll go into uh, detail about the characters about what the oddball chronicles you know just what it's about in general messages i'm trying to get out there um like i said artwork all of that good stuff so by the last episode of this series you'll know full-fledged what you're going to get into if you decide to you know take a chance and read my book which you know, would, would greatly appreciate it if you do. Um, but but if nothing else, e- even if you don't, even if you don't read my book, these these episodes leading up to that final episode, you'll at least get an idea of things that will think things that could happen that you should look out for, um, just on your journey into either writing a book or whatever your creative field may be. It doesn't even necessarily have to be writing, but. Uh, I'll just share with you, like I said, information that I, I, I wish someone may have may have shared with me that maybe it maybe it was out there and I just kind of didn't know where to look for it. So I'm just going to share it with everyone that I can and they can you know pass it on as they see fit and maybe it'll relate to them in some kind of way. Now, um, in terms of me personally, I'm a uh, writer slash podcaster um, slash introvert extraordinaire. Um, I've been writing since. 
about childhood on and off seriously got back into it probably about four to five years ago um i also a podcaster i host the dojo talk podcast which um i do with my co-host the anti cool so we cover combat sports so if that interests you um if you're interested in mixed martial arts boxing kickboxing things of that nature you can give that a look i'm also do music reviews i have another podcast called sounds like fun where i mostly review indie rap albums so not a ton of mainstream will be covered on my channel but there will be some i did just do lupe's album uh drogas wave so that's the latest review i did by the time you guys hear this that review should already be up so i'll leave links below to uh, my soundcloud youtube twitch because i'm on twitch also if you're a gamer so i'll leave all relevant links below so you guys can check those out get somewhat a, a bit of a feel for who i am i'll leave links to my wordpress though i'm not as active on there probably as i should be but i do leave some of my old writings up there um my writings have gotten a lot better since then so don't judge me <laughs> if you if you give those a look i've gotten a lot more polished since those days but uh wordpress was a pretty awesome tool to to flush out ideas that i had uh at that time but i'll leave links to that below so you guys can get a feel for who i am what i do all that good stuff but as far as this first episode, um, Road to the Abba Chronicles. So part one of what I wanted to cover is something that I've noticed just kind of traversing and get, getting a bit more involved with uh, creative circles and, you know, little creative communities I've, you know, seen and, you know, interacted with you like via social media or not even social media even just via people i know in real life who you know even if they're not writers just they have their own creative endeavors and ideas that they're trying to get off the ground um and this is an issue that i've just i've kind of seen this repeat over and over and uh now that i've just noticed it repeating i, I feel like it was important that this was the first thing that i talked about and also because I think it's something that needs to be uh, expanded upon and we need to have more of these kinds of conversations. Um, and that is it within regards to just mental health and the creative community. And mental health obviously is something that isn't just, doesn't just affect creatives. It's, you know, it affects people at large in general. But it's definitely something within like the writing communities and any any kind of like creative circle you'll you'll see these issues uh, i feel like pop up more often than not um i've seen it a lot like i said not just within writing but um, you'll see this with comedians you'll see this in music circles um it's 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 everywhere and as many places as it seems to be prevalent and you would think that it would be talked about more and i do think within the last couple of years um the uh, the topic of mental health um things like depression anxiety or even if it's even if it's not this true even if it's just something like you know just having self-doubt things like that it, these conversations are starting to be had more but i think they need to be um continued but to relate this back um to writing um I just wanted to kind of dive into mental health and kind of how we how we deal with it, how it can affect the creative process, um, and how it's kind of something that it, it is a daily 
a daily task, a daily thing that you need to work on <laughs> every single day. It's not just something you can, you know, work on for a few days and then you're just good for the rest of your life. You know, it's it's something that I think you should always be just aware of, of what your your mental space is and how it can affect you and how it can affect your creative life because more often than not our creative lives you know whatever ideas that we create like I said whether you're writing a story or whether you're making music or some kind of art whatever your art medium is that you choose to express yourself there's a there's a part of your personal life that somewhat bleeds into whatever your creative medium is and your mental health in, in one way or another will affect that and I, I feel like there's kind of this <laughs> sometimes you, you, you'll you see it there's like this romanization of mental health and what I mean is you, you see a lot of people post about depression and anxiety and you you've probably even seen people say like you know a lot of the best music or whatever the art form is comes from people who tend to struggle with those things because they're whatever their art form whatever their medium is it's coming from such a raw place because mentally they're in such a they're they're in such a i don't even know what to describe it they're, they're kind of in such a bad situation mentally but it kind of results in great music and while some of that may be true i, I think that narrative sometimes is harmful because we just we kind of romanticize it a bit, if if you know what I'm saying. I, I hope I'm explaining that the right way. Like, I guess an example, <laughs> I'll just throw Eminem out there. Uh, a lot of people love vintage Eminem, like Marshall Mathers, LP, Eminem, um, you know, vintage Slim Shady. They they loved him back then because his music was so raw. It was because he was just, <laughs> he, he, whether regardless of how you feel about him or not, or, or, or a fan of his music, he was just seemed to be like in a really dark spot so his music was really raw um and while that might translate i guess <laughs> to a good listening experience for the individuals it's kind of messed up because it's like yeah i'm creating this great art but i kind of have to because this is my only outlet this is my only way to kind of get these ideas out of my head and express them somehow because otherwise if I keep them pinned up it's, it's not going to lead to anything else positive it, it could go in a really dark place if I don't find a way to manage these um so I just want to dive into this the idea of this of of us as people especially my fellow creatives people who write people who make music comedians any even athletes you're seeing it now um your your mental health is is something that you should work on. You should treat it you should treat it like you treat like exercise, you know. And and I can kind of apply this to to my real life. Um so I, I guess I'll just I'll detail my mental health, I guess, journey, quote unquote, so to speak. And I I'll, I'll find a nice way to, to to tie this back all in um to how it kind of affected my creative life um so i i guess mine would go back probably to about 
2015 and a lot of this I didn't a lot of this I'm just now kind of learning about myself as I look backwards I hope you guys didn't hear that notification you probably did (laughs) but um a lot of this I did not notice really about myself until I kind of just look back at those times you know hindsight is always 2020 but when you're in the moment you kind of you don't really know what's going on you're just you're just kind of going through it um so I've if if you know me personally um, or if you don't you'll know now I've struggled with like weight loss for the last man like as long as I can remember um so I, I was dealing with issues of of weight loss and it was something that that always fluctuated. Like I would get in this spot where it's like, all right, man, I'm overweight. I don't feel too great. Like I, I, I felt really heavy, and I don't even mean that in a literal sense. Like I felt, I just felt heavy. Like something was like there was just this cloud that was kind of over me, and I didn't know really how to shake it. Um, all I knew was that you know I was overweight. I, I wasn't really a fan of how I looked and I was like all right man we got to get this together so start working out and I would have these spurts to where you know I start out of weight I get really in the zone of working out I take it serious I drop a ton of weight and then I fluctuate right back up and I would just go on these these this alternating pattern of just losing weight gaining weight losing weight gaining weight losing weight, gaining weight, not really realizing that this is really kind of messing up <laughs> my, my mental health because I'm just so frustrated. Like, why can't I, why can't I keep this in check? Like, why can't I lose this weight and drop it and, and keep it off? Like, I'm not, what am I doing wrong? So I was always going back, kind of tinkering here and there, trying to figure out like, all right, what else can I do to lose weight and keep it off? So on and so forth. And eventually I just kind of fell off the wagon completely like I didn't really care about working out um I got a new job an office job and I I went a while without working out like I just kind of stopped and aside from letting myself go in that sense like mentally I just kind of let myself go like I just kind of I was in this, and like I said, I I didn't notice this, like, while I was in the moment, and while I was going through it, but looking back at it now, it just, it kind of makes a lot more sense, and I can kind of piece things together better, and I was just kind of like, what am I, I just didn't care, I I was just kind of just living life, kind of doing whatever, and with the weight thing, like, I might work out here and there, but like, yeah, I'll I'll be fine, whatever, you know, It, it, it is what it is. And uh, that is not <laughs> a good way to go about things, as I, I found out the very, very hard way. Um, I want to say this was Father's Day 2016. And I'll never forget this day because I remember remember waking up that day and I was like, oh, it's Father's Day. You know, I'm going to go see my dad and, you know, hang out with him for a little bit. And, you know, it'll be a good time. And I never, well, I made it. to I, I saw my dad that day, but I ended up. It wasn't the way I wanted <laughs> to see him. Uh, we we met at a hospital because that's where I ended up from kind of not taking care of myself. And all that time of, like I said, letting myself go kind of mentally just 
like checking out, you know, I, I woke up that morning, um, I was at my girlfriend, um, at the time she was my girlfriend, uh, over her house at the time, and I woke up feeling, you know, it's kind of a regular day, like I just, I woke up, and I was like, I'm gonna get me a bowl of cereal, um, I think I went to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, <laughs> anime for those who don't know, I was like, I'm gonna watch some JoJo this morning, eat me a little bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it's gonna be a good time, so I go to, uh, to, uh, you know, get my cereal, crack open the laptop, put on JoJo, start eating. It's a good time. I maybe get three minutes <laughs> into the episode and I just get dizzy. And I don't mean dizzy like sometimes you might have a quick dizzy spell. Like if you get up or move too fast and you kind of have that quick moment where you're like off balance for a second. But no, this was dizzy like I like. I couldn't sit up straight. Like, I literally fell over on the couch. It, it was one of the scariest things that ever happened to me. I had to collect myself a little bit because I just couldn't move. And, you know, I, I won't go into all detail about that entire day. But just know, after literally being dizzy and not being able to stand it up straight, and I became dehydrated, and my body started to get really cold, I, thought, I literally thought I was dying. Um, and I ended up in the hospital. And that day ended up, there was something about that day that just kind of triggered something in me. And it, it brought on a new battle that I was not, <laughs> was not ready for and that I'm still battling today. So the, the aftermath of that hospital visit, like things kind of spiraled after that. Um, my physical health was terrible. Um, my mental health was awful. I was really just, I took a really hard look in the mirror at myself. And it was just kind of like, boy, what have you, <laughs> you've done it now, Mike. <laughs> you have done it now. You have dug the the hole of all holes. And I don't know how you're going to get out of this one. Like we, we've gotten out of some jams before, but this is, um, boy, this, this is, this is the one right here. Like, if you, you're going to have to pull out all the stops to get out of this hole. And so, I just remember looking back now at those days. And the result of me just trying to lose weight and everything was just kind of going, everything in, in life just seemed to be going wrong. And it eventually ended um that relationship that i have that ended i'm sorry if you guys hear me moving around my laptop is about to die <laughs> while i'm recording so i'm reaching for my charger cord all right um but yeah so that relationship ended up ending um because i was just in a really bad terrible spot but it was one of those moments where i had to look at myself and it's like all right man like you you really got to start taking care of yourself. And like I said, also during this time, I'm still trying to write, still trying to, you know, work on my book, work on, you know, all these little creative ideas and, and projects and things that I have in mind. But it's like, dude, you can't, you can't create if like you're not here. Like <laughs> you can't, you can't create if you're physically just unable and, and mentally unable to, to get these things done and 
you know, writing was still a good escape to kind of brighten those days up, you know, squeeze a little 20 minute writing session in here and there. But my health and things just seemed to be so bad that it was like, I can't even, you try to focus on writing, but I can only focus on so much before my mind starts to wander off. And it's like, dude, you you can't just write and just use this as an escape and not take care of yourself. And I think that's, it's kind of a, a, something I think that a lot of creatives do. And I can't blame anybody. And, and to a degree, it helps. Like if you're in a bad, a bad space, if you're in a, a really deep, you know, dark place, you kind of use your outlet as a way to, it's, it's almost like therapy. And, you know, therapy's good. It's, it's great even. It, it really, a lot of those days writing that was like the only thing that was kind of keeping me afloat because everything else <laughs> just seemed to be just kind of crashing and falling around me and this was the one thing I could look forward to but even therapy has to be coupled with work you know you can you can use your outlet whatever it may be creatively to kind of escape those problems for that time being and it might provide you with like a little temporary sigh of relief a little temporary high um but when you're done creating, when you put the pen down, when you close the laptop, those those problems are they're still there. They don't leave. You can create as long as you want. You can <laughs> you can write as much as you want, make as much music as you want, whatever your creative outlet is, you can do as much of that as you want. But like I said, when that when you close that laptop, when you shut, when you drop that pen, when you get out of that booth, when you put down that camera, <laughs> when you're done painting on that canvas, all of those issues and problems that you have been neglecting with, they will be there waiting for you. And you can't, you can't run forever. Like eventually you have to figure out a way to, to face these. And what ended up happening to me was, you know, on top of my health being in the, the terrible state, um, you know, I was a pre-diabetic, um, high blood pressure. Um, I was having these episodes of like really extreme fatigue, and it, it got to the point where there were days I couldn't even stay at work because I, I was so exhausted, like all the time. I, like I said, I just I felt really heavy, <laughs> physically and, and metaphorically speaking. Like I, I couldn't. There was just this really dark cloud over me, and I, I just could not focus at work, and it, it got. I've never been in that kind of space before, so I would spend days, like I said, I, I might work for about an hour or two, and then I would have to leave, because I just, I was so fatigued and, like, beat down, I was like, I, I just, I can't focus at this computer screen, and I would just kind of go home and, and just sleep or write, and I, I was trying to figure out ways to, to deal with it until eventually finally started going to the doctor which I would encourage I know a lot of us you know we don't like going it's a hassle don't get me wrong I, I still don't like doing it but I was like it's not if if, if if there's one positive I got myself in this so that means I can get myself out so I went to a doctor um, you know got my health assessed obviously at the time it wasn't too great but at least it was like all right I, I know where I stand now and I kind of 
got a game plan to figure out how to get myself out of it. And it, first, it just started with physical health. Like, I, the goal was just to lose weight. So, I started to try to teach myself how to cook. You know, not a great cook, but I can I, I, can, I can figure a few things out. I got a, you know, little, little signature salmon dishes here and there <laughs> that I can do. But I had to get myself out of this rut. So, I start changing my eating habits. I start working out. And it was really tough at first, man. I couldn't work out for more than about... 20 minutes without feeling like I was I was I was gonna die so those first that that first couple months of working out was just tiring um I physically just I wasn't up to it I had to build myself up to just get my get my stamina back up get my strength back up but then you know in the in the midst of me trying to drop the weight um insert new challenger uh, mental health in the form of anxiety starts to happen and this was something that I was not <laughs> I was not prepared to deal with I didn't anxiety was one of those things that you know up to that point I just kind of heard about it you know you had a roundabout idea of what it was might might have seen it in a movie here or there but like personally I didn't know really in depth as to what it was and how to deal with it and then I found out, and it was not, and that's why I kind of have a problem when people, like, romanticize mental health, because I can tell you as someone who's had panic attacks, who has had and continues to deal with anxiety, there's nothing about this that is fun, um, it, it's one of those things that, it's a mental thing, but it, it, it has physical repercussions, which is something i I definitely learned along the way um, and why I would encourage people to work consistently on your mental health so that you don't have to go through this because it, it is not fun. And I first started noticing the anxiety symptoms when I was I would have trouble sleeping at night. Like I would I would try to go to sleep and I would just have like this head rush like this random just surge of just like adrenaline and I would just wake up in the middle of the night and it would repeat over and over and over and over and I wouldn't be able to fall asleep until like two three in the morning because I kept this I would keep getting these adrenaline rushes and like my heart would beat really fast um, I would like wake up sit up for a little bit I didn't know what was going on like <laughs> it was really bad and those nights where I couldn't sleep, I would be exhausted because I have to, I work pretty early in the morning, so I'm going all night not being able to sleep because of these adrenaline rushes, and then I get like three hours of sleep, and then I got to go to work and try to function for eight hours, and it's, I'm trying to stare at the screen, and it's like, I can barely keep my eyes open because it's like, bro, I haven't, <laughs> I have not been asleep, I'm running on fumes right now. So that was just another thing, man, where I just, these random adrenaline rushes and just intense, just moments of nervousness where I can literally feel my heart beating like, like it's about to jump out of my chest. That started to really, really wear me down. And I was like, dude, like what, what is going on here? And then it really came to a head when I had the pleasure of having my first uh, panic attack, which 
kind of just happened out of nowhere. Like I was, I was chilling at home. I remember I just went out and got some food, um, came back home. I was watching some fights actually. I was watching the UFC. I don't remember exactly what card it was, but I remember watching the fights. I was laying down on my bed, had my food, and you know, like that nervous feeling you get in your stomach, like when you're just really nervous. I remember like that feeling kind of hit me really hard out of nowhere. I was like, what is this? So I just kind of like got up and, uh, you know, I walked around. I think I went downstairs. I got some water. Um, I come back upstairs and the feeling, not only does it not go away, it starts to get worse. Like it starts to really, really ramp up. And like I said, it's literally like it's the, the only way I can describe it to people um, having a, a panic attack. The beginnings of it is kind of like it's like being in fight or flight mode when there's nothing to fight. So like you're really amped up. Not, and I don't mean this in a good way. Like you can literally feel like your body's going into overdrive. Your heart's beating really fast. And then it comes to it came to a full head where like <laughs> I couldn't contain it. And I just started like hyperventilating. Um, I remember I, I thought I was dehydrated because my mouth was so dry because I was breathing in and out so hard so rapidly. So I'm, I'm like, I'm hyperventilating. I feel extremely nervous. I'm breathing in and out just rapidly. I have no idea. I, I think I'm about to die. I have no idea what's going on, but I feel like this is the end. And like, I remember the worst feeling was uh, my limbs, like my arms got numb from like my elbow down started to like get numb my legs got numb and I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't even stand up like and at that point I'm really panicking because I think something's really really wrong with me so um you know my whole family they take me to the hospital um I'm in the car just trying to <laughs> trying to stay calm but literally like I think this is the end like in my head this is it like I'm this is about to be over and I get to the hospital, and luckily, I, I, I feel like the doctor who I went to, um, I feel like he must have seen this thousands of times, because it seemed like he, he already knew what it was, like, they, you know, they did the little EKG, everything came out fine, he's like, just breathe, like, you're just, you're having a panic attack, like, just, you just gotta breathe, you gotta calm down, he's like, the, only, the reason your mouth feels so dry is because you're breathing in and out so fast, he's like, you just gotta, you just gotta woosah, <laughs> so, eventually, I crash, I calmed down, um, you know, I think they kept me in the hospital for a couple hours, and then I uh, ended up going back home that night, probably about 2, 3 in the morning, uh, go back home, and I just remember after my body was so amped up for so long, just kind of being in overdrive, when I finally came down, it was such a crash, like, I, I was so, I can't even explain to you how exhausted I was, and that became the battle, it, it was something... And like looking back at it, ever since I had that panic attack, kind of what triggers my anxiety now is just stress. When I get overly worked up or if I'm really thinking too hard about something or, excuse me, like worrying about something. And what I used to worry about was ever since that uh, hospital trip, that I had on Father's Day uh, 2016 in my mind anytime like my body did anything out of the ordinary something weird <laughs> something 
the smallest thing, I'm like, oh no, something's wrong. I'm going to have to go to the hospital again. And that's just kind of how my mind was wired. And, it, and most of the time it was nothing. I've had plenty of instances where I went to patient first because I might have just worked out and worked out too hard. And my, my chest kind of hurt because I did like a lot of lifting. But in my mind, my chest is hurting because something's wrong. I'm going to have a heart attack. I need to go to the hospital. And that's just kind of how my mind was wired. So I would have, luckily after that first major panic attack, I um I didn't have any many major ones after that, but I would get these kind of light to mid, I would say, panic attacks as to where I might worry about something too much and I kind of just have to breathe a lot. I have to calm myself down because I, I can start to feel myself getting nervous and I don't want to get to that point. So I have to find a way to calm myself down. But what sucked was, like I said, after these, when you have these, it, you know, these moments of anxiety and panic, your body gets so amped up. And like I said, you feel your heart racing. You, you feel like something's extremely wrong and you're, you're panicking. You're going into overdrive. And then when you calm down, you you know i would just have these crashes and to tie that back kind of into creating it it made it (laughs) it made it hard to write because i kept i could only write but so much because my body was so exhausted that just even doing the simplest of things was becoming like a real task i had to really focus all of my energy just to do something as simple as i need to write for like a couple minutes to do something to take my mind off this but even that was hard because i was just experiencing these crashes all the time so i was just so exhausted and you you spend most of your days (laughs) literally just trying to hold it together like I'm, i'm just trying not to to go off on the on on the deep end so to speak like i'm i'm really just throughout the day every day every moment whether i'm at home or at work I could be in mid conversation and the person would never know, but inside I'm like, <laughs> the, this anxiety is trying to take over, and I'm literally like trying to fight it as I talk to you, but you won't know because I'm not going to bring it up because I'm I'm trying not really to think about it, but it's it's creeping in my head, and I just I would have these, and I, I still do sometimes have these moments as to where it's just like, like I said, if my body does anything slightly out of the ordinary. I go back to that space when I was in the hospital. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to end up here again. And it just triggers something, and I just I start to panic. And if it's not me worrying about my health, it's, like I said, anytime anything happens to me, and if, if I overanalyze it too much and I stress myself out about it, it just triggers that anxiety. And that made it really hard to create. Uh, you know, writing was still therapy when I could do it, but I could only focus on it for so long because, like I said, I'm just exhausted all the time. I'm crashing. <laughs> I'm not in a good space. To, I, it's just it's so hard for me to focus because my mind is running in in so many directions. Um. So that's just kind of been this journey thus far. Um. You know, dealing with mental health. That's kind of just where it stemmed from. Like my trip. That that one trip to the hospital on Father's Day like really changed everything for me. Um, life was literally never the same after that day. Um, 
it, it, it that that affected me in many ways that I never thought it would and still does to this day. Um, so I, sorry, I know that was a bit long-winded, but <laughs> I just wanted to get all of that out. And some of you, maybe you have stories similar, maybe not so similar, but if you've dealt with anxiety that that in some way shape or form maybe that'll relate to you um and how you've had to deal with it so i, I say all that to say you know you you have to you have to, you have to deal with these things and being with anxiety and having to kind of combat it and fight it i, I can say luckily now i'm in a space where I've gotten a lot better at it, at kind of managing it, and you know, looking back, I can say it's been a it's been a little bit since like I've had an episode. Really, I've been I've been pretty good these last really couple months, man. Like and like I said, for creatives, this is definitely something that you just you want to work on this every day of trying to make sure you're in a good mental space. Um, and you can do this in many ways. I don't want this whole podcast to just be about struggle. <laughs> It'd be extremely sad. Um, like there are definitely ways I think you can deal with it. And like I said, these these are things that, and this is advice I need to take too. Because like I said, this is a daily thing. It's not just something you do once or twice and then, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm fine. Like you, you have to continuously work at this every day. You have to treat it like an exercise. I literally... I had to treat this like losing weight. Um, so I started my weight loss journey at like two, I think I was 285. Um, the last time I weighed myself, which I don't weigh myself often anymore because I've learned to not obsess over numbers. I, I kind of can gauge how much I'm losing weight. I, I can gauge how I feel, how my body feels, how my clothes fit. Try not to obsess, obsess over numbers because numbers don't always tell the entire story. But I started at 285. The last time I weighed myself, which was months ago, um, I think I was down like 230. Um, the lowest I had gotten was like 224. Um, my goal was to get down to 200, but like I said, I haven't really been obsessing over numbers lately. I'm, I'm going on how I feel. If I feel good, I'm good. And that's, to me, at this point, all that matters. I'm not going to obsess over numbers, but like I, I learned to put in the work to lose weight. So I had to, I had to change my habits. And I think that's a good way to deal with... Uh, deal with mental health um, especially as a creative I think it's I think it's pretty fair to say a lot of us are we're creatures of habit we have a schedule we have a routine we have things that we tend to do every day and if things aren't going right if things aren't going well um, whether it be mentally or just anything in your life you have to start looking at your habits so like I said, mental health wise to tie it back in, I was always like worrying about things and kind of obsessing over things. And this was really hard for me to deal with because as a writer, I, I kind of have, I uh, think, and I, I don't say this to sound like pretentious or extra artsy, <laughs> but I know a lot of us, our minds are just, we're wired a little different. And I know mine is wired a little different. And in some ways it's a positive, in some ways it's a negative. Like, my, my mind never tends to shut off. It's always moving, it's always working. 
and that's a good thing because it helps me create i can come up with ideas and just kind of i can just go when i get when i really get in the zone so in that way it's a great thing but in my personal life it's a not so great thing because i tend to obsess and overanalyze things that don't need to be overanalyzed which in turn can trigger like i said anxiety can trigger these moments of panic um but there are ways you can you can kind of work on this um exercise for me has been an amazing help um for one it, it gives me something and that and that moment that i'm doing it you know 30 minutes 45 minutes however long i'm working out and and no in that moment and in, in that time that i'm working out i'm not thinking about oh i'm nervous oh this going wrong that going wrong i need to focus on this workout because for one i need to get it done uh two if you're lifting weights you, you got to focus you're not trying to drop a dumbbell on your head <laughs> or you know i've been been uh, I haven't used it lately, but I got a kettlebell, and that 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 joke was forty five pounds. You're definitely not trying to have any kind of incidents with that. <laughs> so, you know, it gives me time every day for thirty, forty five minutes to just focus on this workout. Let me get this done, and more often than not, you know, even if I'm sore, if I'm tired, I feel good after I work out. Like it kind of gives me this high the high doesn't last all day but it gives me this temporary just kind of like i feel good about myself and couple that with changing how i've eaten um and i can throw that out here there too man nutrition it, it helps with mental health and i haven't like fully researched this and this is kind of a side rant but you know just through research and things i found um the, the foods that you eat and consume definitely have a a um a bearing on how you feel so and I, i'm not going i'm not going to be that guy to tell you like oh you should go vegan or only eat x y z i'm i'm not that guy because i'm on vacation from work night right now and i've been going in <laughs> i've been going in all week so i'm definitely not the guy who's about to just shove this this health talk down your throat but just being aware and you, you can do your own research you know like i said the, the foods that you eat do have an effect on how you feel and I'm, i've noticed this like when i started to when i started to couple working out with eating better i, I felt better i felt clearer um that dark cloud that i felt like was kind of hovering over me I'm not gonna say it left but it's not as heavy as it used to be uh, i feel like i can my thoughts are a lot clearer and this helped a lot with my writing. I feel like I can flush out ideas and my thought process has gotten so much better, so much smoother because I'm not carrying this, this extra like mental weight as much anymore. If I've relieved some of that tension somewhat, so I, my ideas just kind of flow easier and it's, it's really helped with my writing. I'm getting back to that. There was a, a time probably when I was like 16, 17 where, I was writing. I would be working on like four or five different projects, and <laughs> dealing with dealing with mental health battles, I could not. I couldn't do that. I, I could barely focus on one. And now I'm getting into that space slowly, where I'm getting back to working on two to three different projects. Like I'm I'm working on the Oddball Chronicles. Um, the book is actually volume one is already finished. I'm just putting 
little minor final touches on it. I've already started volume two, which I'm working on. I got a script I'm working on. Um, I'm, I'm delving into horror <laughs> for the first time. Um, I got little small skeletons of a horror story that I'm working on. So I'm getting back to that groove of like my mind's clearer now so I can I can really go through these. I can really just I can work on a lot at one time and now it's it don't get me wrong it's still work it's still very tiring but I feel like I can do it as opposed to before where it's like I got I got so much going on in my head that I I can barely concentrate on this so exercise and just diet has been um a great help um other things to help work on it um something that I've always struggled with and I will continue to struggle with because in general, I'm just not a, I don't really consider myself a people person, so I don't, it's not that I don't like talking to people, but I, not, not for, that's gonna make me feel like a douche, <laughs> but I can't help it, like, this is, this is who I am, I'm sorry, these notifications keep going off, you guys keep hearing them, Lenovo, you guys gotta chill, but, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't like talking to people for long periods of time because I'm just not really a social person, so it kind of drains me. But you know, if you can find someone to talk to your talk about your issues with, it definitely is an amazing help to just be able to vent. And you'll learn that you're definitely not the only person who's going through whatever it is you're going through. You you may think that and feel that, but there are plenty of other people out here who they're dealing with anxiety, they're dealing with depression and you know all all of those kinds of things are definitely out there and you know if you can find someone to vent to that's it, it'll be a tremendous help like literally just the act of talking about it and just kind of getting it off your chest out of your head it'll lift the weight off you you'll feel a lot better so whether that be a family member a friend um or if you go to professional you know psychiatrist or or go to therapy or anything like that um, would highly recommend it. Any way that you can find other ways to vent out those issues and things you're dealing with other than your creative medium. And I'm not saying to not express it through your creative medium, um, but I think you, you, give, you need to give yourself options because, like I said, no matter what you do, if you're a writer, musician, whatever it is you do, you can't spend all day every day working on whatever this creative endeavor you have i can't write for 24 hours <laughs> there are going to be moments plenty of moments where i'm away from my laptop and i can't write so i need to have other tools in the arsenal so to speak to kind of deal with you know these mental health issues these anxiety issues i have to have other other ways to kind of alleviate it other than my creative medium because i'm not going to be around that all day so, like I said, for me, it's been exercising, um, taking deep breaths, like literally just having moments throughout the day. Let me get a quick three, four deep inhale exhales. Let me have my, <laughs> let me have my wusa, you know, moment of the day. Um, getting out the house, and anybody who knows me is probably gonna laugh at this because y'all know how much <laughs> of a homebody that I am, but. You know, I, I don't get out much because, like I said, I'm I'm not, I'm not the most social person. But when I want to get out, I'll get out. So 
sometimes I might just, you know, treat treat yourself. Like, go out to eat, go to the movies. I've, I've actually started going to the movies by myself. Not all the time. I, I go to movies that nobody else but me really wants to see. <laughs> so, you know, I'll take myself to the movies, take a walk, go, go to the park. Um, I mean, man, we in tail end of summer, or I guess fall is officially here, but the weather's still pretty nice outside. Go take a walk for a little bit. Um, things that just alleviate stress. And, and sometimes you don't realize the medium, like writing can be stressful because like you, you might get stuck on a, a part of your story and, you know, that writer's block kicks in and you just kind of can't figure out how to maneuver and get past it. And you might get stressed out over that because you, you might have been on a good run and then you just kind of hit this block and that just kind of, you know, stops you in your tracks. It's cool to step away. And I'll actually elaborate that in a later episode. I have that jotted down as a, a topic I want to cover in terms of dealing with writer's block. But it's it's okay sometimes. It just kind of, if you feel like it's too much, it's okay to just step away. Breathe for a second. Do whatever you got to do to just bring yourself back down to earth. And give yourself time to process what it is that you're going through like give yourself time to feel it whatever you got to do and don't i'm trying to think of a way to, to say this like i think it's really important to like i said let yourself feel whatever it is you're feeling if you got to get angry <laughs> if, if you got to be angry and in your car cussing out the world so be it let it out whatever you got to do don't don't take it out on anybody else but you know if you got to have a moment like i said if you need to just be angry for a little bit it's it's cool to just be angry for a little bit if you're sad if something's bothering you it's okay to feel whatever it is you're feeling you have to let it out somehow and i've never really spoken about this aside from people who really really know me and that's literally just like family (laughs) like I've, I've had I've had a couple of breakdown moments like I've literally had days where it felt like too much and I like literally broke down crying and I've never really shared this with people but I've had those days like it's it's a real thing and sometimes you can't you want to bottle it up um that actually happened there was a day I was at work and I remember it, it was one of those days, this was probably like 2000, I don't know, 2014, 2015. I remember I couldn't, I think it was one of those days I was just like really, I remember if I was really exhausted or I'd had like a mini panic attack at work and I had to leave because um, I just couldn't, like I couldn't deal with it. And I remember driving home and I remember, you know that feeling you get <laughs> like when you're about to cry and you don't want to that started to hit me when I was like at a traffic light and I was like ah no I'm not gonna cry I'm all right I'm good and I couldn't hold it in like when I got home I bawled my eyes out like I literally bawled my eyes out because I was so frustrated because I was like why is this why does this keep happening like how can I get over this because this is like literally ruining my life (laughs) I felt like because I couldn't could not figure out how to how to deal with it but like it's cool feel whatever it is you're feeling let it out in whatever way you need to aside from you know harming people or or harming yourself you know if 
you gotta cry, you gotta vent, you gotta scream, you gotta work out. Work out is great for that, man. Just if you don't got a punching bag, bro, I'm telling you, it's one of the best invest investments I've ever gotten. Just hit the bag until you're too tired to be angry anymore. Whatever, whatever way you gotta vent, do do whatever it is you gotta do. If if you're religious. Pray until your your knees just fall off. <laughs> like whatever you gotta do, man. Just just let it out, and you'll you'll find that. I promise you, the more the more you find ways to kind of just deal with whatever it is you're dealing with in terms of mental health, it will make your creative process so much easier. That that weight that you're, you're you're carrying that's kind of just hovering over you when you get that off you can move so much more freely like i i don't think i would be podcasting and writing and doing all of these things had i not <laughs> been finding ways to kind of deal with my mental health issues like me making a conscious effort every day to like i said whether it be writing or exercising or just taking a few moments to myself um, to just kind of enjoy something, like I said, I might just stop and just, I might be getting stressed, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna stop and pick up a, play a video game for a little bit, I'm gonna play Mario Kart and throw turtle shells at people, <laughs> that'll make me feel better for, for a little bit, it's just, it's, it's, it's little things that you can do throughout the day to just kind of make life easier, just have, have, have a woosah moment, man, you get, whatever it is you need to do, just, just do that, so, I hope that kind of makes sense. This was like a vent session slash <laughs> kind of just sharing things. And, and I know this wasn't too focused on writing um, specifically, but I wanted to touch on this because, like I said, mental health tends to affect a lot of creatives. And like I said, it's, it's something you have to deal with. You you can't. It's It's, it's on us to to find ways to deal with it because like i said no no this is a battle that no one else can really fight for you like you you have to find ways to dig yourself out here and there and then don't get me wrong it's not it won't happen overnight you'll find yourself probably constantly having to deal with this but it can get easier it can get better you just have to make the conscious effort every day to do do the little things that just do, do the little things that can give you moments of peace. And those moments of peace, when you start changing your habits, they start to add up and you'll start noticing changes. You'll start noticing that, like I said, it, life won't feel as heavy um, as it used to. And your creative process will become a lot more fluid, a lot more, you know, a lot more simple. You You won't find yourself battling and struggling so much because your mind will be so much more clear and you'll just you'll be able to move in and out of these creative spaces pretty seamlessly um, as long as you just you know keep working on it so I hope that made sense um, I tend to ramble a lot so I apologize but <laughs> I don't think the other episodes of this series uh, will be that long uh, but this was something that just really hit close to home so um, I felt the need to kind of ramble on for a while, but, um, yeah, man, this has been episode one of Road to the Abba Chronicles. Um, all links 
uh, in the description below will be related to how you can find me. And like I said, I'll leave links to my other podcasts. Um, I'll leave links to my WordPress, to um, social media tags, all that good stuff. So you can find me uh, on the on, on the interwebs and all that good stuff. But um, I'll be dropping these. Hopefully, I'm trying to do one a week. So I'm actually recording this uh, day of this recording. This is October 1st. Um, so I'm probably going to put this out on a Wednesday. And then hopefully by next Wednesday, um, I'll have part two up. So I'll try to keep consistent with these to build some steam. And then, like I said, um, I'm probably not looking to do any more than probably five of these, maybe six at the most. And like I said, by the time the, the last... Um, episode of this series rolls around full information about the book will be out um, cover art will be out you'll be able to to get a feel for what the oddball chronicles is but like i said everything leading up to the release of the book is just kind of me sharing ideas that i've had and things i've learned along this creative journey that i just kind of want to get out and, and and share with other people anyone else who's creative uh, anyone else who is a creative um, and hopefully this will help them in some way. But I've rambled on uh, long enough. You're probably tired of hearing my voice. So I'm going to leave you be to go enjoy the rest of your day. Um, I'm going to go cook because I'm kind of hungry and I need to eat. But uh, I'm your host, Michael Serio Sensei Williams. And until next time, I will catch you guys later. Thanks for listening and y'all be easy.